Welcome to the Painfully Faithful Podcast with Maria McCard. The inspiration for this podcast came from a time not that long ago when my life turned upside down. I was diagnosed with a spinal tumor, which led me on a journey of needing to relearn to walk. During that time, my faith was tested like never before. Thank you for joining me on this journey as we learn and relearn to walk with God through life's most difficult moments. Let's walk together. Welcome to the Painfully Faithful Podcast, where we learn and relearn to walk with God through life's most difficult moments. I'm your host, Maria McCarg, and I'm so happy to be able to be here with you today for another episode. And we are continuing our conversation on surrender with my friend, Ashley Maines, who's here with me today. Uh, And uh, yes, Hi, Ashley. Hi, Maria. (laughs) Thank you for being here today. Thank you. I am so, I feel so honored just to have you on here today um, as we talk about what it means to be uh, faithfully surrendered. And um, I'm I'm sure you're going to explain your journey with that in just a second, but I wanted to just um, let everybody get to know you a little bit and- uh, So Ashley and her husband, husband, Stuart are originally from LA and they moved here to, um, wintry new England, Mm -hmm. nice, cold, blistery Boston, and they have four adorable children. And I know Cash and I just love, um, have loved becoming dear friends with, uh, Stuart and Ashley with you guys and are just really grateful for our partnership in ministry here in I Boston. Thank you. Um, for sure. Uh, but I, I, you know, I don't know if when you tell people you have four kids, are they like oh, four kids? Yes. Everyone <laughs> looks at us like that's how you chose to live your life right there. <laughs> um, but no, it is a wonderful adventure. It's kind of like a roller coaster when there are times where it's just like, you're safe, you're still, <laughs> and then there are times that it's like, you know, the best ride of your life in the scariest and craziest ways. Um, but no, we really feel like it has defined our life and, we, you know, we go on adventures together. We've kind of embraced like just all that we get to do mm. as a family of six. We wouldn't have it any other way. We definitely feel like God placed each of our kids in our family for a reason. So we're embracing it. We're loving it. It's driving us mad at times, but we are faithfully surrendered. No. Amen. No, that's awesome. I'm like, Ooh, like embracing the journey and embracing the adventure. <laughs> Sounds like another episode. But... I know, exactly. <laughs> no, I love that. I appreciate your perspective. Just going along for the roller coaster, enjoying the ride. Yes. <laughs> Through the ups and the downs. Um, so that's awesome. Right, for sure. Um, but yeah, just now as we, you know, switch gears and just dive in um, to talk about uh, just being faithfully surrendered. I just wanted to ask you if you could just tell us a little bit about your journey and what it's been like for you, like journey of surrender, where that comes from for you. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I feel like um, very grateful to God. He allowed me to be raised in the church and raised by parents that were in the full-time ministry my whole life. 
And so I feel like I knew of surrender and I knew the surrender that I was, you know, committing to when I became a disciple as a teen. Um, but I feel like in my adult years, God has taught me lesson after lesson, kind of as life's hardships came my way. Mm-hmm. And I would say that the lesson first kind of started becoming real of just this need for surrender when probably about five years ago, when my husband lost his dad to a massive heart attack. And, you know, it was one of those times where we were faithfully praying for a miracle and he was in the hospital for 11 days. We didn't know if he was going to survive or pass and he ended up passing. And I feel like that was probably the start of just this, you know, I don't know how to reconcile some of these things when life, you know, the prayers don't get answered in the way that you want them to. And you're kind of left with, okay, you know, God made a decision and I have to align my heart with his will and what is his obvious will. Um, But that was kind of the start of just like really deepening my faith and grasping this idea of how to surrender to God. Um, But I also feel like the next year, um, just a year after that, my dad had a massive stroke And we didn't know how he was going to do after that. Um, And miraculously, he ended up recovering fully. Mm. And, you know, he's been with us and healthy and obviously went through recovery, which took months. But it was kind of another one of those hits of watching these people that, you know, are most dear to you go through something so significant. Um, Mm. And so then there's kind of also the surrender in God answering the prayer, you know, even though it was a hit, like he answered that prayer and he saved his life. Um, And then a year after that, we got hit probably most personally because, you know, I had kids of my own. And when I was pregnant with our third child, Savannah, I knew that all we knew in utero at like 27 weeks was that she um, had a she had enlarged kidneys and they didn't really know why. And they didn't know how severe the problem would be, but I was, you know, high risk at that point. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of a waiting period until she came and she was able to go full term until like 38 and a half weeks I delivered. Um, and she was healthy and she was strong and, you know, but at that moment. And even in those times of waiting, you know, those weeks of waiting, it was countless prayers of how do I align my heart with whatever God allows, you know, after she's born. Um, but then it was, it started a sequence of four different hospitalizations because of this, um, abnormality in her kidneys and, you know, she, because she essentially, we found out she couldn't eliminate urine on her own. And so it was like holding, you know, in her kidneys and causing her to have infections. So she got a UTI at like two weeks old. So we had to take her to the hospital. Um, and then that proceed, like she would get, well, we'd give her antibiotic, then we bring her home. Um, but then like two weeks later, she, her, she got E. coli. And so all her, you know, her blood was sepsis. And then the, the final hospitalization, um, after, you know, getting healed from that, she spiked a fever again, and we ended up bringing her in 
Um, and at that point she got diagnosed with meningitis Hmm. and, you know, so the infection was in her spinal fluid and we did not know what that meant because in the previous diagnoses, they kind of said, well, at least it's not meningitis. And so it was one of those moments where I just fell to my knees because I did not know what to do. And throughout those different times, because they couldn't correct anything because of her size, um, surgically, they had us catheterizing her at home. And there were just so many of these little moments that I felt like, I don't know what lies ahead. I don't know what God is trying to teach us, but all I can do is walk with God each day because there were a lot of unknowns. And there were so many moments of feeling like, I don't know how to do this in who I am as a human being. Um, but I feel like through all those times and, you know, she ended up staying in the hospital for three weeks and, you know, they got the infection out and she honestly is a healthy and strong little girl, um, that has had not only kidney issues, but other things too. She had hip dysplasia. So she was in a brace for six months, you know, didn't walk till she was two years old. There have been countless things that we have had to face. Um, but I feel like the two biggest things that have helped me surrender over these years and just kind of no matter what God throws at you is how to walk humbly with God and faithfully because I do feel like through all of these different hardships that I faced, it taught me a new level of humility. And mm. just, I am not entitled to like, God truly is in control. And just like it says, you know, in Job one, that the Lord gives and he takes away. Um, and, you know, here Job is like, may the name of the Lord be praised he never sinned against God or blamed God for the things that he took or, to, you know, that he was given or that was taken away from him. Um, but he just walked humbly with God. And I feel like God did that to my heart because mm. I feel like with all that I was blessed with and how I was raised, there was a really thick entitlement around my heart and what I feel like I deserved. Mm. I would question God, um, and kind of sit in those times. Mm -hmm. Um, but I feel like through hardship after hardship, I just learned, I don't really deserve a lot, but all I can do is walk humbly with God, keep humbling myself, um, with each hardship and also see beyond what's right in front of me, because, you know, I think even with what we went through with Savannah, I didn't know what the future held, but I did know that God did and mm -hmm. that he was going to guide my steps forward um, and how to have the strength to be what I needed to be for her as a mom, but also just keep my faith intact. And mm -hmm. I truly feel like, you know, there have been so many moments of just this humility and faith that have, have brought me back to it's worth surrendering it to God and putting it in his hands. Cause you know, at the end of the day, I don't have control over what happens in my life. I just have control over, you know, the direction that I point my heart towards and, and who I'm looking at. So 
that's a little snapshot of what the last, you know, four years have been. Um, but yeah, so. Thank you so much for sharing that, Ashley. Yeah. I'm so grateful. Uh, it just, even as you're sharing, um, the things that have helped you be surrendered, humility, walking humbly with God and faithful. I feel like you've just displayed that just your vulnerability and humility and just share the way you've your openness and the way you shared your story. Um, but as you were just talking, I was reminded of one of my favorite quotes. I don't know who holds, or I don't know what the future holds, but I know who mm -hmm. holds the future. Totally. And I just like that seems like yes. really difficult, mm -hmm. you know, or just even that concept of God is the one who gives and takes away. Like that's, that's really deep. You know, I wrestle with that, you know, yeah. just even with chronic pain of, mm -hmm. do I keep praying to be healed or do I just pray for surrender? Cause if right. I keep praying to be healed, right. that actually could make it more difficult for mm -hmm. me to pray to be surrendered, but I right. know God could, will do what he does. Mm -hmm. So it's like constantly going back and forth. So I was wondering, yeah, like what helps you like mm -hmm. get to that? I know you said like being faithful, but is there anything else that has helped you along the way with yeah. just walking humbly um, yeah. with God? Yeah, no, I feel like um, it's interesting. I think once you have, this posture with God. Cause I feel like Jesus had that, you know, and there were many times that he prayed like, True. God, take it away. You know, like, I don't want to do this. And, um, and yet God's answer was no. And so I think probably what has helped me the most is kind of in this posture, being able to distinguish what do I have control over and what don't I have control over, you know, because mm -hmm. I think even with my daughter, I could pray for all of her ailments to be taken away. I mean, each month we're dealing with some specialist and some, you know, it's pretty even time consuming, you know, part of my life to take care of her and right. make sure that because of her, you know, sicknesses that she had when she was younger, there's delays and there's special help that she needs now. Mm -hmm. Um, but when the answer is no, I'm not going to take it away. Then I think it's clinging to, okay, God, then how, how do you want me to do this? And let me get the help that I need. I, you know, I went through, it was really good because in 2020, when everything shut down, I was able to slow down long enough to even go through therapy and get help with like, how do I process hmm. all that I have faced with my daughter? Um, and even when I got pregnant with our fourth child, I had so much anxiety and so much fear of, sure. you know, we weren't even trying to have a fourth child. And so now God has given us another child and is he going to have, you know, mm -hmm. the same ailments and challenges. Mm -hmm. Um, but I feel like even she kind of helped me know, she said, first of all, there is a reason your child is your child. And there must be a reason for your strengths and your gift sets to be able to care for her in the way that she needs to be cared. Like, you know, she wasn't religious, but I processed it in a, you know, like sure. if God allowed this child to be in my care, 
then he must provide the resources that I'm going to need to be able to care for her, you know, mm-hmm. and for my mental state to be able to be stable enough to care for her in the way, in those ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do feel like even like Romans eight twenty eight, mm, um, one. just how he said, like, there's this other version in the NLT that says, mm-hmm. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Hmm. For God knew his people in advance and he chose them to become like his son so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And I think the reason I love that is because Mm -hmm. even if God won't take certain hardships or pain or whatever away, Mm-hmm. I think the faithfulness that like, he's working all of this together, mm-hmm. um, for his good. And even for my good, you know, that his ultimate goal is to get me to heaven. And so the things that need to be refined in me or humbled in me or whatever, um, he's going to allow to happen so that all of it collectively works together mm-hmm. for that good and really getting me to heaven. Um, but that like he chose all of these things to happen to make me like his son. Cause I'm not naturally. Um, and so, you know, I think one it's okay. Let me take charge of the things that I can be in control of. And if a situation can get better, then I'm going to walk in, you know, that path. Yeah. But if he can't, you know, and nothing can change, then it's the humility to accept, you know, what God has placed before me and, um, that he's still in control of that. And he has a purpose for it, you know, for my good, but also just to get my soul to heaven, you know? So. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate your perspective. I feel like it's so helpful. Just there's so many things we want to control. (laughs) Like, it just, like, it makes so much sense that what's really helped you, Mm -hmm. you know, to surrender to God's will for your life, to trust in what God's doing, that humility, I'm like, that makes perfect sense. Like, Mm -hmm. just kind of, okay, God, like, throwing your hands up, like, you do what you're going to do. God works for the good who, for those who love him. It's a great anchor scripture. It's a great thing yeah. to remember, like in the heat of the moment yeah. when we want to control something, yeah, but we can't. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really, really appreciate mm-hmm. that perspective a lot. Um, thank you so much. And I was just wondering, um, is there like, what's like helped strengthen your faith? Like just, yeah. just as we, you know, just as any listeners right now who are listening and like, I am in the battle, mm-hmm. um, whether it's, you know, something with their kids, which I feel like is so relatable or just in their own life with grief or pain, um, any, any scripture, any thought about what, what's helped you be faithful that you would want to share Mm -hmm. with our listeners? Yeah, no, I feel like, um, it's easy to highlight all the bad things that happen in our life. You know, like, I think that's, what's at the forefront of my mind. Usually I am definitely the glass, the glass half empty kind of girl, 
<laughs> and my husband is much more positive and much more naturally joyful. Um, so I feel like it's been a training for me to deliberately look for the good things that God mm -hmm. is doing in my life. And so I think, you know, I can look at this massive hardship, you know, or cards that we were dealt with our daughter and feel like it's just going to be a lifetime of hardship, you know, or I could look at these little moments of good or these little miracles. I don't know if you've heard the song, like million little miracles, but I love I it. I love that song because it's Damn. so true. Like our life is made up of a million little miracles. And I think our hearts naturally, or even like our negative minds kind of sit in the sadness or the depression or the heartache of the prayers that haven't been answered or that weren't answered. Um, and I think being able to, you know, know, okay, God is collectively working for my good. And so he's going to show me things like mm. every day, every hour. And I genuinely feel like even in my relationship with my daughter, mm. I think because things have been so hard, it makes the moments that there are victories or we have, you know, a conference with her teachers and they're mm. telling us, you know, just like how much they love her, how much joy she brings to them. It mm. makes me cherish just those moments of closeness and relationship that I get to have with her, but just remembering like the journey that we've been on and the daily joy that she brings to me, you know, being able to cherish mm -hmm. the moments of cuddling together at nap time or reading a book together or dancing to a song. I think there are so many little moments that God is always trying to like capture our heart with joy that if we dwell on the bad, we're not going to be able to experience those things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think even, um, I love the scripture in Romans 4, 18, mm. that is kind of another faith scripture, but it's talking about Abraham when he says like, against all hope, Abraham in hope believed and so became the father of many nations just as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. And I think there are so many moments where I look at a circumstance and I'm like, we're like against the odds here, you know, like this right. shouldn't go in my favor. I mm -hmm. shouldn't be able to experience joy or I, you know, I don't see totally. what God is going to do, but those are the moments that Abraham, you know, like Abraham in his faith, like he just mm -hmm. completely changed his perspective and looked at all the possibilities of what God could do. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's not as, you know, obvious as taking away our physical pain, but it's the right. friendship of, you know, bringing a friendship, you know, there to make it less difficult or to, you know, put someone there to put a smile on your face. I think there's all these little ways that God is trying to capture our heart and bring our faith back and help us know mm -hmm. that he's walking with us and he's cheering us on and mm. he's doing all these things to really build our hope and our faith. So. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. I love that so much. I, it reminds me of a few different things of, I've just been praying recently, my prayer every morning, um, with my kids as we walk to school is or walk to the bus is just God. I just pray that we walk closely with mm -hmm. you today, that we see you today 
And there is something about yeah. sometimes just the simplicity yep. of just looking for the good. I mean, mm-hmm. it really is a choice because you're yeah. so right. Like we don't have to look for the pain or the suffering. That's natural. Exactly. <laughs> it's there. It's right in yep. front of us, but it's true. I could even imagine for you, like in the middle of just a full day, you know, with being a mom and being in the ministry, yeah. but to be able to stop and appreciate a moment to laugh or a moment yeah. to dance. Like, I love that so much. I'm like, that that's so true. Just a moment to be joyful. Cause yeah, you know, we definitely have to make a conscious effort to make a decision. Like I'm going to do this. Yeah. Um, because I, it's so true. I feel like the, the phrase that I never know how to respond sometimes is how are you? <laughs> yeah, because it's true. It's like, I, I feel like because of just dealing with yeah. a lot of pain, yeah, I could just like want to start listing off all the things mm-hmm. that aren't going well, mm-hmm. but I'm like, yeah. no, like it's a conscious, conscious choice to be like, yeah. there's been a lot of great that God has mm-hmm. been doing in my life, you know, yeah. cause it's true. We're all in the fight. We're all yeah. in the struggle. So I really appreciate that mm-hmm. a lot, that perspective. And just as we close, I have to ask, like, yeah. what are some of the little things that bring you joy? Like, what are some of those little decisions yep. or things that you do? You mentioned some, yes. but I want to know if there's any more. <laughs> yeah, no, I, um, it's funny. I mean, I feel like the morning, once I'm out of bed, I feel like joy can <laughs> getting out of bed in the morning is hard sometimes. So real. Especially when I feel like I run a marathon before 8 a.m. But no, I feel like the little things that bring me joy, there's so many little moments with my kids. Like from the moment my daughter wakes up, we have like an Alexa, you know, and so we play music in the kitchen. And so my daughter, like Savannah was literally dancing to I'm Blue, like the 90s hit of like- Yes, Savannah. just this morning, you know, and so I kind of feed off of them sometimes because usually they possess a lot more joy than I do naturally. Yeah. So I try to say yes as a mom when it comes to like, you know, just the fun things that they want to do. Um, playing video games with my kids brings me joy. Um, snuggling in our bed and watching a movie, going for a long walk with my son in the morning. Um, he like, calls out to every dog and wants to pet that like he's so much more social than I am um I feel like a hug from my husband like there's just so many little things that I I don't think of naturally as like let me possess this but it's happening to me and it's happening in my life and so I think slowing down long enough to um receive those things And, you know, even like, even yesterday I was coming home from the grocery store and the kids were going nuts. And it was like, you know, it was a long hour at Trader Joe's with my two little ones, (laughs) one and four. And, you know, I got a call from somebody and it ended up being the most life-giving call. And, you know, my nature would have been like, no, I cannot, I don't have the headspace to talk to one more person. But it was kind of the distraction I needed from trying to control my kids to just say, no, let me give to this person and let me encourage them. Um, so it's little things like that, that I have to see like, okay, is this God trying to mm-hmm. shift my perspective, bring me encouragement, allow me to show love to someone, you mm-hmm. know, that will really turn my heart for the moment. 
and mm-hmm. kind of hour by hour. So those mm-hmm. are little things. I love that. Thank you so much, Ashley, for sharing. I love that, that there's so many things that we can't control. And that's mm-hmm. where, you know, that the being the humble walking yeah. humbly with God walks in, but there are things or comes in, but there are things that are happening that we could choose yeah. to appreciate. Um, that's even increasing your faith yeah. increases my faith. Just even listening to this. Um, mm-hmm. Good. So thank you. This, this is definitely- good for my heart too. Oh, I needed the lesson too. <laughs> needed the reminders. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm so I'm so grateful. Thank you for sharing so vulnerably. Thank you. And so openly. You're an inspiration to all of us. So we love that you do this. We love that you bring us into your story. So Aww. thank you for having me. For sure. For sure. It's been an honor. And thank you to everyone who's listening. And thank you for all the support. I really, um, I really hope that you take a moment, even after listening to this, just to think through a few things for yourself um, of what kind of stood out to you and maybe some things that you could choose that could help you, um, you know, in surrendering to, to God and walking closely with him. Um, but as always, please like, share, and subscribe. And I've been so grateful for all the um, the messages I've received. Mm-hmm. You could um, you could find me on Painfully Faithful on Instagram, and I will get back to you as soon as I can. But I I have prayed for everyone who sent me a message, and so I will pray for you. And I am just so grateful for that. So thank you so much for all the support. And thank you again, Ashley. You're welcome. For joining thank us. You for having me. For sure. And until next time, bye. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.